well, now? they found aliens in 2020 and everyone was like, okay. okay. <laughs> like every time that she gets really, really bad, the government's like aliens. And we're like, no, dude. Hello and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and to look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Hello. Wow. We big special day, baby. Looks like we've made it. It is our three year anniversary of the pod. Three years of being the number one trusted source in trashy news. And we have you, the listeners, our baby trash cans to thank. Truly would not be here without you. Your support, sending stories, messaging us on social media. It means the world to me. I, I like so sincerely. I'm so blessed to have you all. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag bleast. Hashtag have you ever seen that? Bleep. <laughs> when people misspell blessed and they... It's B-L-E-S-E-D, hashtag bleast. No. It's one of my favorite. I, every once in a while, I'll search it up on, on Twitter or mostly Instagram. Instagram's the most place where people are bleast, you know? And it's just, uh, it's delightful. Yeah, I just, I love seeing what the, how the other half lives in mostly misspelled hashtags. <laughs> of course. What's been, what's been shaking? What's been going on? Oh, you know, just reflecting on our past three years, you know, this started in COVID and mm. COVID is over. So I guess, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're in a surge. We're in a huge surge right now. <laughs> are you, are we? I don't know. Oh yeah. Girl. Yeah. It's like 97% up or something like in the last two weeks. We're well, gonna, it's going to end us all. The Cassandra of yesteryear <laughs> might've cared about that, but this one's just a little too tired. And I think we all are. So, I mean, that's pretty, that's a transition. Like what, what would you say besides like, you know, my major uh, COVID politics, uh, I'm trying to think of like, what would, what are the biggest changes between you three years oh, ago and you now? Yeah. I'm married. I, you're married. Yes. I I was single uh, when we started this podcast. I'm married now. That's right. Yeah. Some might say the podcast brought you together. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, they might be, they're, they're wrong, but some might say. <laughs> some might say it. Say whatever Taylor, you want. Taylor saw a, a rising star and said, I got to get on those. I got to get on that coattail. That's definitely like his vibe. <laughs> it's so his vibe, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no. What a sweet man. I am. I had a job when we started this podcast and I uh-huh. don't know. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's a real bummer. Two of my dogs died. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry for laughing. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Two of my dogs died. Um, I think we both lost grandmas. Yep. <laughs> sorry. Uh, the shame it would have brought my grandma that passed. It's almost better she's gone in that way rather than ever learn what this podcast is about. Yeah. Yeah. I had the benefit of my grandma not really speaking a lot of English. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> so I married a bunch of horrible shit happened. Surely something great, something else good happened in the past three years. Yeah. I've been to Copenhagen twice. I never thought I'd be to Copenhagen once. And now I've- there you go. I've been to the city of Copenhagen twice in the country of Denmark. Did I remember that Copenhagen was in Denmark? <laughs> no. <laughs> Multiple times. And people are like, oh, where are you? And I'm like, this. And they're like, oh, in Denmark. And I'm like, no, it's in Europe. <laughs> 
Oh, Europe's not a country. Europe's not a country. But yeah, that's that's been the big evolution. I feel like I've doubled down on pajamas. Oh, yeah. I have more pajamas and my time away from society in a way that since COVID started, but I was like, oh, this is going to be my thing. And then I thought for a little bit, like Hugh Hefner, not that he's like an icon at all, but he wore pajamas, right? That was his thing. He wore the robe, he wore pajamas. Sure. And I was like, you know, I, and I like a set in my pajamas. I like a button up. I like, them, you know, shorts or pants and a shirt. And I was like, what if I made that my thing? Like I always am wearing glamorous pajamas in public and just completely doubled down. Like there's no other, there's no other clothes. It's just, oh, Erica. Oh, the girl that wears pajamas. Yeah. She's cool. That's, that's a thought I had for a while. And then I chickened out. Remember you have to like iron them a lot. And I was like, oh, that's never mm-hmm. going to happen. <laughs> that's yeah. never going to happen. Glamorous pajamas ends up being clothes. So I think that's oh, where, oh. yeah, where maybe you got a little confused. One night, one night I wore one of my sleep dresses out because it's just a red sleep dress. Yeah. I wore it out to a nightclub and was meeting up I was with a friend and I was meeting up with a nice a nice girl that I'd met on a dating app for the first time we'd met earlier that day and I said like met like matched or whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like hey I'm going to this you know I'm going to gay astrology later do you want to meet are you you want to go she said sure I'll bring a friend I said great I'm gonna bring a friend too like whatever no no pressure and I don't know what possessed me, but I, yeah, the outfit I chose was a red sleep dress. The attraction wasn't there. And I can't say it's not, not because of the pajamas, you know? I just think the chemistry was off. Like that's all, like the pajamas should have attracted someone to you in my, you know, in my world, in my energy. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, glamorous pajamas end up just being clothes. That's a damn, damn. I got to think of something else that'll be my thing. You have my cast dis- hands. I do, which are just kind of sleep dresses. But yeah, I, I do love a caftan. I have many a caftan. I am very good about picking them out, I think, for statement pieces. Yeah, And then every once in a while, like the Instagram algorithm or serve me a targeted ad for $6,500 caftans. And I'm like, oh, let's realign your expectations. <laughs> Instagram ads, like just because I'm searching for those does not mean in any way I can afford to buy those. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, well, now, you know, we started this podcast about trash. So Cassandra, I'd love to know, why are you trash? On the three-year anniversary I figure there's no way to exemplify my trash, but like this. So I know I'm always going off about how vegan I am, but I am vegan with a secret. And that secret is that I still will dabble in fish sometimes. And it's, it was for a while, it was like every like couple weeks, you know, a special occasion get sushi I can't explain what's going on with my body right now. It's like, I have a lot of hormones happening, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting off of birth control, et cetera, et cetera. Mind your fucking business, right? (laughs) The other day we were in Costco shopping and I had left to go retrieve something. I can't even remember what it was now because I didn't get it. What I did get was the uh, $16.99, 19-piece salmon sushi platter Mm -hmm. and and I also 
acquired a $17 plastic bucket of shrimp cocktail. <laughs> and he took those two things to the cart and I said to Taylor, I'm going to, I have my lunch. I'm just going to have this for lunch. <laughs> and he was like, uh, are we going to share? And I was like, no. <laughs> No, no, I didn't think so. Uh, I guess we, my, my line when I don't want to share is I guess we can share. And then he, he knows that means no, he knows no. (laughs) Um, and he was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess, you know, you have lunch for a couple of days there. And I was like, I'm going to eat them both. And this is like a lot of food, a Costco platter. It's 19 pieces of sushi. Plus if six, like probably almost two pounds of shrimp cocktail. I did eat all the sushi in one sitting and about third of the shrimp cocktail. And then I had the rest of the shrimp cocktail for a snack later in the day. (laughs) Or no, I'm sorry, another third of it for a snack later in the day. And then I had the remaining, the remainder third the next morning for breakfast. (laughs) I had a craving for sushi the other day and, and my favorite sushi, and this sounds insane. I know we're in LA and has premier sushi, blah, blah, blah. Silver like ramen. For those, I don't eat fish but I like shrimp. It's, I know right. it doesn't make sense, but you know, when the fish, there's more of them than us. And when they come to take over, I want them to know I was an ally. Kill me. I don't kill me. They're going to absolutely rock my shit. They're going to rock your shit. Whereas I'm going to be like, no, I'm one, I'm with you. I'm one of the sure. good ones, you know? So the other day I had a hankering for the Silver Lake ramen shrimp tempura roll. And it's a hand roll. I was, I, I was so excited. I ate it. I ordered it even. I, I was getting off work late, you know, and I, I ordered it and I was like, oh God, I can't wait. Eat it. And I'm like, so happy. Next morning, I ordered two. Didn't finish the second one, you know, didn't even have the second one. So I had it in the fridge. I was like, can't wait. Can't wait to have a lunch of this. Mm-hmm. Again, I've talked about my strange throwing up recently. Sure. The next day, yep. I'm sitting there absolutely fine right after breakfast. Had some, you know, meals like, ooh, thinking about that shrimp and roll for lunch. It happened again. And in my own home, the walls of my bath, it looked like there was a print on the wall. It was, I'm sorry, it's so gross. But then I was just thinking, you know, I don't think I'm going to eat refrigerated sushi the next day after this. (laughs) I had to throw the second one away. And I was very sad. And then I called my doctor because I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Why did I go from feeling absolutely fine to To the exorcist? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, sad though. But it's, I, I know it's, it sounds insane. Like it's truly my favorite role in LA, but anyway. Hey, that's me. you know, you like what you like. Anyways. Yeah. So I eat a lot of Costco fish, uh, pre-made Costco fish, like mm-hmm. a dumpster. Why are you trash? So I go to sleep later than Winston and I mm-hmm. wake up later. He wakes up earlier. And the other night I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I want to lie down, but I'm not ready to go to bed. I want to listen to my podcast more. You know, it was about a murder. So I'm like, <laughs> that happened, you know, 45 years ago. I'm like, well, can't go to bed without finding out how this wraps up. So I put my earbuds in and I lay down and then I set the podcast as sleep timer. So I said, okay, 15 minutes of this, I'll pop them out, put them in their case, go to bed, bed. Mm. We'll cut to four o'clock in the morning when I wake up with one earbud, earbud in my ear. One lost in the Mm -hmm. sheets and I'm like, oh, I could just quickly use the find my app and it would make a little sound and I could grab that second earbud, but I don't want to wake Winston up because I'm a good considerate partner. Mm -hmm. I care about his quality of sleep and life. So I'm like, I'll just find it in the morning. No worries. 
it has been two days and we mm. cannot find that earbud. To Respectfully, the- did you check up a check under your titties? You know what I'm gonna do right now? There, nope. That's a good. That I asked Winston. I was like, could it have gotten in your butt? And he was like, no. I was like, okay. I'm. I'm just. You no, gotta I'm leaving, ask. You gotta I'm ask. No stone unturned. No. We, but early, but later could that it morning, have gotten in your butt. <laughs> uh, that's the episode title. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I I changed the sheets that morning too, so I've emptied. I haven't washed the sheets yet. They're in a hamper. I've emptied that hamper. I've searched the sheets, like hand searched. I've touched every inch of the bed. We moved the bed. I've swept the floor. I've looked through every drawer and crevasse. And at this point it's dead. So it won't emote a sound at all. No. And I'm like, how much does it cost to get a replacement earbud? But I'm still, I'm searching constantly. I, there's, I cannot fathom where it could have gone. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like, how do I, how do I do this? And then I'm like, is a witch after, like, is this some kind of type of curse that I'm unaware of? Have I pissed someone off on the street? And then I was like, well, I think it's more of like a generational curse because if I know my family, we've definitely meddled and intervened in someone else's life when we shouldn't have and been like, well, here's the right thing to do. Here's our opinion. And I'm just, I'm just truly, I cannot find it. I've looked everywhere. I've dusted, I've swept, I've been cats, under the bed. It, it don't, it's gone. sometimes yeah. eat an AirPod here and there. Like you might be checking the boys' poops. You know, that's the one place I haven't looked is inside of the cats. And I- Well, it'll come out. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, so I'll, I'll start monitoring that closely, but I, they're not that kind of eaters. That's the thing. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? It's It's gone. I've lost an earbud in my own bed. Yeah. It's not in Winston's butt, I asked. <laughs> I um remember when we were flying to and from our honeymoon. You know, we it was a honeymoon. We splurged for those business class seats. Ooh. And I remember Taylor telling me that people, like idiots, I think mm-hmm. is how he uh, phrased it, which was rude, that idiots lose things in these seats a lot and that you can't like you can't do that because they have to take the whole seat apart in order to get it back so if we were to lose like an airbud or airbud airbud is the dog that plays basketball and i say i say airbud too (laughs) okay well because it's an airpod right Um, but it's a butt yeah i know i get it (laughs) but if you do lose a golden retriever who plays basketball in there as well uh you will have to you know they they won't take the seat apart for you so mm-hmm. i would wake up because i need like i have my ear pods do the uh noise canceling and yes you know like i do meditations and things to just desperately try to fall asleep on a flight which is really hard mm-hmm. for me even if i am in the bougie little bed <laughs> and um i would have like moments where i'd wake up like every 15 20 minutes just be like, you know, like afraid that my AirPods <laughs> fell out because yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm, if I lose it, you know, that's it. Then I got to buy, then I got to spend the $150, $180 to get new AirPods. <laughs> like one of those idiots. I don't know. So <laughs> I, uh, well, I get and here's it. the thing. I hear someone being like, I have a solution for you. It's called headphones with a string. <laughs> that's not what this is about. We're not I, those I know, people right? anymore. It's so funny too. Cause like I it took a long time for me to get AirPods and someone was like, 
it's gonna be a game changer for you and I'm like really and it was I was so I was also like okay are you for real I was so hesitant and then it is a game it changed my world yeah it changed my world yeah but you know what speaking of changing our world yes it is our three-year anniversary so we decided that we would go through our personal favorite stories so I have five she has five are they in a particular order yours um no just you know in general yeah how about this? How about I'll hit you with one, you hit me with one, Perfect. you know, kind of yeah. kind of thing of just, you know, some of our favorite stories of the year. I'll start. Do you remember? We have a lot of stories about COVID because we were we were in it for a lot of this <laughs> podcast. We had a story from NPR that was talking about a Christmas costume that may have contributed <laughs> to an outbreak. Uh, for 44 people getting uh, the COVID-19. I remember so, this. <laughs> a hospital worker, in order to cheer everybody up on Christmas <laughs> in, in COVID times, was decided to put on an inflatable air-powered costume, like one of those big ones that have a fan in it. And the article doesn't say what the costume was, but then the NBC Bay Area shows a picture and it's like a Christmas tree with a cartoon set of eyes (laughs) and a nose and a smile. (laughs) So this person dressed up as like this nightmare Christmas tree with a big fan in them. And the person was unsymptomatic, but had COVID-19 and (laughs) just started blowing covid all over everybody just, <laughs> just a bioweapon just loose <laughs> oh, it's fucking funny nah what do you got okay <laughs> so i feel like we've talked a lot about plain behavior and Ugh. plain etiquette and you know the like and i don't know if social media is more prevalent or if we've just collectively lost our goddamn minds and don't remember how to behave on an airplane but it seems like that's what's happening is more and more people are on there and treating it as if it's their private volkswagen station wagon you know so this story comes from the mirror.co.uk and it is a passenger who received a foot rub on a plane I so, remember this story yeah. and it was so upsetting to me <laughs> Yes. I think we even got a complaint in our comments about my reaction to the story. <laughs> if I'm not so, mistaken. Yes. <laughs> because it, I was gagging so much yeah. and that grossed who I have to assume is a former listener out. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> better. <laughs> I I know what's coming now. I won't freak out. I think. A viral video went around and it's a woman giving someone a foot massage during a flight. I'm talking bare feet. You know, the article talks about there's like just etiquette, unspoken etiquette. And I guess if we have to speak it into existence and out loud, if you're going to listen to anything, wear headphones, don't recline your chair into someone's face. Don't take your fucking shoes off. Or if you do now, I will say I have plain slippers and they are little flexible, foldable pair, you know, just like I got them from like a Japanese hotel room. I wear them only in an airplane. I put them back. You know what I mean? Like I have a new pair of sock for them. 
I change in the bathroom and I will do that on like a long flight, like an international flight. So I will You know defend- what's nice about you? Yeah. You're like so trashy, right? <laughs> but but you are very considerate of other people. I you know I know I'm so self-aware of my trashiness that I'm like, I don't want anyone to find out. They they know. They're going to see through it, but I just yeah, wanna, like, you know, you, you go to the airplane bathroom to put on your special socks and shoes, um, <laughs> which by the way, for just, if anyone's curious, I keep my socks on, but I will take my shoes off if the flight is over two hours and guess where my feet stay the whole ride on the floor, right in front of yeah. like 12 <laughs> o'clock, but you'll go, you'll be like, I'm going to put on my special shoes. No problem. But you will also be like, how many free drinks do I get in this specific seat? Yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, of course you have to. Yeah. <laughs> but this woman was just, you know, bare feet giving the man. No, the, the man was bare feet. The bear, the man was barefoot and the woman was giving him a foot massage. He raises his leg in the aisle and his foot is the level of the woman's armrest. Strangers strangers are witnessing this yeah it's uh, it's disgusting and the people also had used their toes to touch the touchscreen tvs at one point as well and it's just disgusting i'm just yeah that's the trashiest thing i can think of is in a public space taking your foot off on an airplane and giving some like and getting a massage by a stranger it's it's trashy on both parts like I'd rather them go to the bathroom on the plane and me hear them banging in there than watch someone get a foot massage on a plane. Also, if anyone, if anyone ever puts their bare, their bare foot on my armrest on the mm-hmm. middle seat and they're not in labor behind me, because <laughs> yes. I'll let it go if they're in labor. But if you are not in labor and you did something like that to me, I would not stop until you were on the no-fly list. That's <laughs> terrorism to me i'll call the police i'll call the pilot i'll, I'll call, call sky please <laughs> uh, i'll call god and jesus christ himself i'll Come use the red here. phone joe biden hello anyone I, I i will make sure that you will never ever fly again because i maybe i'm being maybe i'm being over dramatic but i don't think so yeah all right what, what's your second story well, speaking of a little bit of bare skin, we had this article from the Tennessean.com <laughs> where a top GOP lawmaker, Representative Jeremy Faison, attempted to pants a referee during his kid's basketball game. So I, the referee made a call that he did not agree with, and this, <laughs> this guy just got up and lost it. It was all recorded live on Facebook. He's screaming in his face, pointing in his face, and then starts, and then he bends down to tug on this guy's pant leg, trying to jerk his pants down and off. What I think is happening. Okay. So given the information we have today in 2023, I think this lawmaker thought that the referee was a drag queen and he was going to expose them to protect the children in the audience. That's what I think was happening. Maybe. Uh, I'll, so insane. Uh, what adult think, thinks I'm gonna pants someone? 
maybe an adult who wasn't ready to be an adult yet. Although everyone can, you know, rest easy because he did ask God for forgiveness on television afterwards. So, oh, well, then I, I take, I take everything sorry. back. Sorry. <laughs> he don't, he didn't mean it. What do you got next? Okay. This is, comes to us from vice.com. And I just, I'm fascinated by the science of it. That's all. So a man who lost his penis now has a new one growing on his arm. Right. So that did happen. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the little mice that have ears growing on their backs. And I think that's not our job. Like that's science has a limit. (laughs) We've answered the question. Can we? Yes. Should we? No. I'm, uh, know, it's, 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 let it, let the person have no ear. That's that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. The universe is like, hey, right now, you don't need two ears, and you just no. have to say okay and go with the flow. But Rather this was than a the person be like, grow it on a rat. <laughs> grow it on a helpless rat. And unrelated, but I saw a funeral for a police dog, and they like had like a tiny little, you know stretcher and, and put a flag over them like they were are like you trying to kill me right now well listen a and they were like oh this brave you know da 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 and a veterinarian chimed in and was like no this dog was forced into this line of work it's not his dream or goal in life to do this and it was used as like a tool of aggression and racial suppression, like all of these things that the veterinarian just laid out a list of like actual dog behavior and why police dogs are bad. Oh shit. I never thought about that before. (laughs) Anyway. Dogs like to have jobs. Do they? Or do we just, do we make ourselves feel better that way? The way I, when I put my cat in a tutu and I'm like, he likes it. He's close. Yeah. I don't know. I think my dog would could certainly use a job anyways we're getting off track tell me about this so let's talk about this guy with the penis on his arm so a man lost his penis due to a blood infection and he went underwent a procedure to have a new one grown on his arm before it could then be grafted to his groin but medical delays have left the 45 year old with a penis attached to his forearm for the last four years so he's been growing this penis for four years he lost it in 2014. He had a infection in his perineum, also known as the gooch or the grundle. Thank you, journalism, for, for explaining to the rest of us <laughs> the medical definition of gooch. It just feels like it was written by someone very British. It's hey, putting on the gooch or the grundle, <laughs> depending on what you like. Oh, she tickles me grundle at night. I love it. Oh, you missed me bowls and got me right in the grundle. So this man was like, I went through devastation, you know, knowing that I'd lost it, all that stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, sounds like you can get really good at something else during this time. But the father of two <laughs> turned to alcohol. He felt like a shadow of a man. And his general practitioner referred him to a professor that's like, hey, I'm a phallus construction expert. Which, what do you <laughs> want to be when you grow up, David? A milkman and his mom and dad were like, no, dream higher, dream bigger. I want to be a fattish construction worker. And they're like, that's it. David seems to be showing a a big interest in the penis part of medical school. I think he might have a future here. The one professor that, you know, they're doing the over the general anatomy over, you know, Gray's anatomy, the overview of it. 
And David's got a couple extra questions when it comes to the penis and the grundle and the balls. And the professor says, David, see me after class. And then he mentors him to become a phallus construction expert. Penis Frankenstein. <laughs> this guy, uh, he went into 2020 with the penis still on his on his arm, though, because, you know, COVID hit. So I don't know if we have an update. I don't particularly care to Google one, but yeah, <laughs> science, man. Can't clean the ocean. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. Can't do anything about the hole in the ozones. Can't clean but, the ocean. Uh, Can't. But uh, if you want to get a new dick because you don't feel like a man. Good on him. Now, are people sure. mad about this type of gender affirming surgery? <clears throat> Who knows? Who's to say? I've spoken my piece on his piece. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. Hello. From comicsans.com. I was happy to relive one of my favorite stories we've covered, which is a woman who posted a TikTok that she was basically telling a story about how she farted so bad that her gym got evacuated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the video, she said, This one time I went to a spin class after a heavy night of drinking at, and 4 a.m. kebabs, and I farted a fart that smelled so bad that the girl threw up, or that a girl threw up. And they had to evacuate the gym because they thought they had a sewage problem. I was too embarrassed to tell them it was just me. So now eight years later, I'm telling you guys, this is so funny to me. Because I've had like, those moments. I've had those moments where it's like, oh my God, like I farted a little bit, but like I had ice cream last week and it's still not <laughs> all back to normal. And like everyone is freaking out. I can't now say that I was responsible. For, like I have to join in. <laughs> like, oh my God, I know I'm going to puke. We should move to a different part of the restaurant. You know, like we've so, all been there. Yeah. I grew up on a farm you know, as, as we've been told. So I had a lot of excuses for smells at certain mm -hmm. points. Like if I was at a stock show, <laughs> I just let her rip. I'd fart and then be like, pig shit. Am I right? Smells horrible. <laughs> I had a lot of excuses. <laughs> and then when I got to the cities, when I got to cities, I said, there's no animals to blame this fart on. What am I going to yeah. do? And then I, have you ever held a fart in to where like it hurts? Yeah, and then usually by then it kind of becomes something else. Yeah, yeah. I saw a tweet today that on this subject, and it's from A. Goldmund on Twitter. That's a Goldman, but M-U-N-D. X. And he's, yeah, on X or whatever. <laughs> Not the porno site, the social media site or banking mm -hmm. app or whatever now. It said, the way I was introduced to two girls, one cup was at a party and everyone was gagging and looking away except one woman who didn't flinch. And when asked why, said, oh, I grew up on a farm and now I'm haunted by what she means by that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I get it. <laughs> I've, I've shoved like prolapsed sheep anuses back into their body. I get it. <laughs> farm That's stuff, you know, farm stuff. Horrifying. What with styrofoam? What cup, is though, not my hand? What is your next? Speaking story? of animals and sweet little little babies that you know just provide love and and all of these things. This this is the story of Bumblefoot. Oh my god! So okay, all right. So from HuffingtonPost.com, the San Diego Zoo fits a penguin with orthopedic footwear. 
Okay. <laughs> Trying to do this without crying. So a four-year-old penguin named Lucas had a lesion on his feet due to a chronic condition known as Bumblefoot. Mm. That's like the meanest name. <laughs> he didn't mean it. I know. It's just, just the fact that the condition is called Bumblefoot. That sounds like something a bully from the 60s would say about someone with like a limb difference <laughs> or something. So there's a bunch of avian foot problems that are cut, that are under Bumblefoot. Lucas has been fitted with a tiny orthopedic footwear to help him deal with a degenerative foot condition. And so he just, you know, uh, Bumble, if Bumblefoot is untreated, it can lead to sepsis and death by infection, et cetera. But they were like, no, Lucas is, we're going to fix Lucas. And so they made him a little shoe of neoprene and rubber to prevent sores and pressures from developing. And he's just, you know, just one of the gang, just, just a guy again amongst the other little penguins. And I just, I love that story so much. Bumblefoot, the story of Bumblefoot. It's just sweet. You know, they're taking care of him. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Just Bumblefoot, such a name. <laughs> I think that was episode 105. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bumblefoot. My little, but I want to, Lucas' name to me now is Bumblefoot. Like that's the animated, you totally. know, straight to DVD movie of this story. It's called Bumblefoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Active imagination, as they say. Well, I have a nice one for my next story. Oh, okay. From Twitter and the New York Times. Not to brag, but I used to subscribe to the New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a story about Sugar Good and John Thompson, who was a couple that met and got married at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would go there every day for coffee and she was always like the one who helped him, I guess. And one of these, one of the days that he dropped her off at work, once they started dating, he proposed in the parking lot when he like dropped her off at like 3 a.m. She said yes. And then when they were trying to figure out where to get married, they knew that they wanted to share it with the Duncan family. So she went and stood in her little drive through window. He pulled through in his truck and they had a friend who was like a pastor at the life church or whatever stood between the windows officiated the ceremony and they had to keep it short because of the push of regular customers behind them <laughs> they did like they did this during the like they really wanted it authentic <laughs> and somebody's hawking toward... the horn behind him hurry up you assholes i gotta get to the job <laughs> Give me my sugar coffee. And toward the end of the ceremony, she rushed out. You know, they stepped out of the truck. A crowd of 30 regulars, families, and friends cheered them on. And they had their first kiss as husband and wife. They clinked coffee cups instead of champagne uh -huh. glasses. And they were humbled by the show of support. Our story wasn't glamorous, but it was true romance. I thought that one was so sweet. Eden, and like... Maybe I was talking shit about it when we actually talked about it. I'm not sure what my reaction was, but sure. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm a hardened old soul now. And I like yeah. that. I like it. Sweet. Now that, now, now that you're married, you you know what love is and you appreciate yeah. it so much more, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Is I, yeah. I didn't know love before. <laughs> what do you have next? I, I've learned in my time that. People that have ADHD often really seek out justice in some way. So 
I've always wanted to right the wrongs of others and stand up for other people more so than myself. And again, the rules don't apply to me in life. Like never have. Of course not. But other people should follow the rules. And if somebody breaks the rules and then it makes someone else suffer, I'm very mad about that. And that Uh is an ADHD. I'm learning about it. Right. So this story really spoke to me and it's from the independent.co.uk. And it's that a mayor in an Italian city sought a pardon for an Italian witch executed 300 years ago. She may have gotten an unfair trial. (laughs) Seems. (laughs) Yes. So this mayor was seeking justice for Maria Bertoli Toldini. She was convicted on the flimsiest of evidence, probably that the, you know, crops were bad that year. And they're like, must be Maria's fault. Which? Which? She's a witch. So she was convicted and her head was cut off and her remains were burnt. But the mayor was like, hey, I've been doing, I'm digging up some old cases. I think we have a clerical, clerical error. She was also guilty of heresy sacrilege adultery sodomy and throwing a five-year-old child into a boiling pot of cheese now listen whoa i'm gonna say this you know hansel and gretel all these i'm gonna eat children you don't want a kid their muscles are like new it's like this stuff still it's not good meat you know people eat veal it's it's wrong it's it shouldn't be a delicacy it's gross i'm just saying like eat an adult that's got like a little fat with that muscle and some marbling. You know what I mean? I know you're vegan, but eh. if we have to think about eating a person, like let's do it logistically, you know? Anyway, again, you know flimsy- what I just realized? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So again, flimsy evidence. And so he wanted to render justice and historical truth and give back the condemned woman, the condemned woman, her ethical, moral, and civil dignity. And so he signed a petition to reopen the court case. So they, they had to retry it, of course. <laughs> And they were, you know, Northern Italy was particularly bad for these witch trials and persecution spread all over Europe during the early 15th century. People had been accused of being witches before, but maybe just like one-offs, but starting in like the 1560s-ish, like a future king of England was traveling to Denmark with his wife, Anne. I don't remember which king it is, sorry. And their ship faced a lot of turbulent weather. (laughs) History, I don't know. listeners sorry i don't know details i never do you know this about me (laughs) this king was traveling by boat to denmark to visit his wife's land i think he wasn't quite a king yet i think he was still a prince and you know there's turbulence that's not what you call it on water rocky seas i don't know (laughs) it was a rough ride and so he was like oh anger of poseidon (laughs) yeah the anger of poseidon got him the turbulence of the water and he was like when he got to denmark they were like sounds like witches caused that and he was like well, we better get him. And so it started in Denmark and Scotland. And then he brought it to England. And over that course, like in Europe, 50,000 women starting then were executed or people, mostly women were executed of being for being witches. This woman was tried. She started practicing allegedly at the age of 13. She was found guilty, taken off. And, you know, they, they said, you know what? you know what defense attorney we need? I just, I just like to think of like public money was used to do this too. <laughs> Somebody's like, my taxes are paying for what? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll guess the government's doing it again. So yeah. So again, 50,000 women over Europe were executed to be witches. It was bad. It was and bad. I love that story. 
I do. I just like that she was found innocent because she wasn't, the evidence was flimsy and she was, it was, it's not like, oh, we know she was witchcraft's found not innocent real. 300 years later. Yes, but I like that they still went through the thing of, well, we have to have a trial, obviously. <laughs> but this My, time, call me what? a skeptic, but like, this feels like a distraction from other things. But you know what? I, I, maybe I said that the first time. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I just, I love that story so much. So what's yours? <laughs> so this is my last story. And it's a story that I feel like we reference a lot when I like to point out that Erica <laughs> doesn't believe in the rights of all people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Known says, bigot, Erica Curry. Yep. Please no one what? clip that off. <laughs> just, oh yeah, it's probably better. <laughs> please no one clip that off. It's just that statement alone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the com. A Kazakhstani bodybuilder married a sex doll after a whirlwind romance. He married a sex doll named Margot. They dated for eight months. He met her at, I mean, who knows how he, <laughs> this is the story. I mean, like in reality, maybe the nightclubs are crazy in Kazakhstan, but he said, we met in a nightclub. She was receiving some unwanted attention and I saved her from that. And then it was just a whirlwind romance from there. You know, if that's like saying, oh, I met my best friend, teddy bear at a tea party, you know, but hey, whatever. Play pretend. He did get legally married to her yeah. because I think all you need to get married in that country is two consenting parties and <laughs> the the doll, like the doll was smiling. <laughs> so well, people justify like bestiality. They're like, the horse was into it. <laughs> I know. No, it wasn't. So that was in that story was published in, I, I don't remember what episode of Trashy it was, but it must have been around here. But it was that story was published in November of 2020. There, we had a, another story about them. I think we pick up every story about them that comes out. Yeah. On this came out on January 11th, 2021, that the bodybuilder had cheated on Margot, his sex doll wife, with a bizarre object while she was getting repaired. He posted men a video on dogs. I men are dogs. Yes, he posted a video on Instagram of himself touching a silver object with small ridges in nothing but his underwear. And he told his 99,000 followers, looks like I've got a new passion. And one follower said, hey, are you cheating on your wife? And then Yuri said, maybe. I can't stand while she's in the hospital. And then there was another update that I don't know that we covered, or maybe we did. But, oh, no, I don't know if we covered this one. This was in May, the end of May in 2021, that in November of the year prior, or no. I don't know when mm-hmm. I can't, I have to look it up in the Kazakhstani records, but he divorced Margot, which is shocking, but he just, she wasn't down with his crazy pansexual lifestyle. He got married to two more sex dolls in like some sort of polyamorous or like whatever Mormons do type marriage. Their <laughs> names are Luna and Lola and polygamy. <laughs> doll polygamy Polygamy. let's call it that uh i think i refer it everyone knew what i was talking about when i said whatever mormons do Um, (laughs) (laughs) but 
he admitted to cheating on Margot with that strange object and a supermarket chicken while she was getting plastic surgery over Christmas. And now that he's married to these two new sex dolls, he says that he is also open to dating humans. Men are dogs. So he's on the market as of end of May 2021. A grocery store chicken. Cooked or raw? I have to assume... I don't know, babe, because <laughs> what would be easier? Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Either yeah. way, it's got bones. Maybe something that was spatch cooked, you know, open, kind of just fold that yeah. back. Uh, I who am I just I don't know. I don't think we should be getting into it. Not, not what I want to say, he doesn't have to tell people that he does this. No, you can keep that private. We you aren't can keep owed all that of this private. Yes. You you can even pay for a private marriage certificate. You could keep all of this. Pri- you could have a, a, a ceremony at home, mm-hmm. you know, with like, just like in a little wave pool. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something really romantic. You know, you dip the doll. You dip wave yourself. <laughs> it's a wave pool romantic. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, but... You watch your tone, or I'm not going to invite oh. you back when I renew my vows in five years at sorry. Raging Waters. Of course, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on board. What is your last story? Okay. Speaking of love, <laughs> kind sure. Of. This story is from the GazelleNews.com, and this is the origin of the phrase "You can't uneat a dick." <laughs> <laughs> An autopsy reveals twelve chewed penises and stomach of sex workers shot dead by police. Now, we don't really talk about the people that have passed on this podcast and things like this, but this just feels so crazy. So the the Detroit Police Department, the DPD, on May 30th, 2020, was shot uh, by the police. So the woman was infected with rabies, and it might have generated interest that she had the penises in her digestive system that might have been the cause to seek that out. She was tased repeatedly before being shot 17 times by the DPD. And yeah, the officers have justified their intervention. And she said she looked as if she were possessed by a demon, a woman suffering from rabies and the autopsy revealed. And she may have had other victims inside of her. They're still determining things at this, at the time this was written 2020. So there may be an update, but the police chief was like, Hey, we're looking for more, but they've been in hospitals reporting like, hey, I'm missing part of my limage, limbs and, and, and appendages or whatever. And so, yeah, yeah, she said at least seven, but there could be hundreds over the time. Who knows? Some of them were 48 hours old. She had a do- So, you know, if she had a dozen in two days. She could have eaten a thousand over the years. I don't think you can have rabies for that long. I don't know. Good question. I, you know, veterinarians, doctors write in. You don't need to. This story's pretty dark. (laughs) It's, yeah, Uh, don't write it. If you have an update, don't write in. It's pretty Um, dark. I have something, an honorary mention though, I wanted to bring up. Oh, 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 me too, me too, me too. Okay. What's your honorary mention? Okay. I want you to pull out a tissue. Oh no. Just in case. From time.com, Magawa. An African giant poached rat was likely never aware of his legacy. He sniffed out more than a hundred landmines and other explosives in Cambodia during his five years 
out with a Tanzania-based international charity, APOPO, allowing them to be safely removed. And he passed away January 8th at age eight after being retired for six months. He was given a gold medal by the British British Veterinary Charities People Dispensary Act for Sick Animals. It's the highest civilian award an animal can receive and the first time a rat has received such an honor. And essentially because of his weight, around three pounds, he can land on these landmines, which killed thousands of people throughout time. And essentially he can sniff them and detect them and be on top of them without setting them off. They're too light to set off the landmines. And I just, a life well lived. We, we are with you. Thank you for your service. And I just, I just love that he got like a little medal and then he got honored and then he got to retire. A sweet hero. I have an honorary mention that is the complete opposite. Okay. So in the exact opposite vein, I also have an honorable mention. This story is from news.yahoo.com. It was sent in by friend of the pod, Mike from Whack Brackets a gazillion years ago when we covered this. And I'm just going to read the headline and I think you're going to get everything you need to know. Redneck rave descends into throat slashing, impalements, and mass arrests. Honestly, what won't a redneck do? (laughs) If you go to a rave and get impaled, you might be a redneck. Vlad the Impaler? More like Vlad the Drives Impala. I don't know. (laughs) I I would have went with Vlad the Cable Guy, but that's okay. God, that's better. Damn it. It's all right. Hey, no, you know no, what? No, that's, that's why we're friends. <laughs> talk to, in, in, at the six year anniversary, you'll get that joke on your own. Thank you. Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly. You know, I have to get the VIP though, because I, I cannot go without an air conditioned bathroom. Okay. Well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer, Cass. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times the electrolytes than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, saying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3. I'm talking B5. I'm talking B6. And I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. They've got all the Bs. And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. I guess that's it, right? Um, I think, oh, 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 um, uh, we have to do the dumpster fire segment. Oh, where we talk about the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. God, you know, I just don't give a shit. I mean, I don't have a job. I like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to buy a house. I like, I think the world's crumbling. I can't figure out if it's ethical to have a child. And if the career of writing and acting that I've pursued the majority of my life towards is uh, even going to be possible for me anymore so yeah i guess i just don't care about aliens 
I, I really don't. Like, there are people still in prison for nonviolent marijuana crimes. Like, I don't. Did, are the aliens going to get them out? Who gives a shit? Biologics. Biologics. What an yeah. absurd phrase. I feel like they did this. The every time that something because the government said some shit about in 2020 about aliens too where everything is just going to shit in the country and they're like aliens and everyone's like no 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 not now not now like (laughs) no there's just please like give us universal basic income i don't i don't i can't i want to care about aliens give us health care the government is like a little kid who has just done his first recital on the oboe. And now anytime <laughs> anybody comes over, he's got his oboe ready. And his parents are like, not now, not now, Jonathan. Well, okay. After dinner, okay. Hoping he forgets <laughs> after dinner, but they just keep wanting to do their, you know, the government's like, watch me dive, watch me dive in the pool. And we're like, no, you can't. You can't dive in the pool. You keep shitting your pants. You have shit in your pants. Stay out of the pool. Watch me dive. Watch. Hey, I'm going to play oboe after dinner. Why? Your pants are full of shit. You know, you need to be changed. You keep shitting your pants. Yeah. Please don't play the oboe. I, oh, watch me dance. I, I did a play. No, no. Your pants are full of shit. <laughs> Go take a shower. Go shower, you stink. And everyone knows it. And everyone, everyone, all all our neighbors are saying, wow, do you notice that their kid always has his pants full of shit? You're, he's eight. I th- he think he'd outgrow it. He, he, like, they must go through so many pants <laughs> because that kid is just always shitting itself. And yet, for some reason, thinks that we want to hear him play eye of the tiger on the fucking oboe (laughs) yeah and they're corduroys why do they keep buying them corduroys those just those just bacon in those are just heat magnets i swear i saw that kid the other day in a brand new brand new pair of levi's a hot stiff pair of jeans full of dump (laughs) what are they thinking that's is the government (laughs) that's the government trying to bring up aliens all the time like (laughs) of course they're fucking aliens and it's gonna be world war three tomorrow help us (laughs) whatever do something why does a hammer cost 450 dollars why are eggs pentagon worth gold (laughs) they're dropping (laughs) eggs are dropping in oh great finally Speaking of, you know, just like shit in the pants, I, I have a distinct, I have a, a memory from childhood. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, my mom was away for like three or four days. And it was my dad, my sister who's five years younger than me and me. And my sister was still in her diaper era. And by that, I mean, uh-huh. she was like an infant, not, not like 14 in her diaper era. <laughs> so me and my dad, you know, were there to like change the diapers and care for her and feed her and all these things. And my dad's solution was just to put her in the bathtub and clean oh, her no. every time rather than just like changing the diaper. He's like, I just throw in the bathtub. <laughs> Hose her off. Just Yeah, like I remember hosing my sister off. And I was like, I don't think this is how mom does it. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, so the government's like when your mom goes away and you and your dad have to watch your little sister. <laughs> 
and you just give her a bath instead of just changing her diaper. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sister. I love you, Jessica. What are you hoarding? So I'm hoarding this thing called Canopy, K-A-N-O-P-Y, Canopy. Mm-hmm. And it is a streaming service that is free with your library card at most libraries. And it has a lot of like Criterion Collection, old, hard to find, really important films and documentaries that you can't find anywhere else. They are on Canopy and it's free. The Italian horror films of the 70s that I love and have a hard time finding, they're on Canopy. The documentaries of Errol Morris and other people I can't remember, they're on Canopy. And it's a, it's a great free little service. And I really enjoy the things that I get to watch on it. So go to your library. It has all sorts of, all sorts of advantages having a library card. And pro tip, if you are a kid, a teenager, and your school or your local library are banning books and things like that, the Brooklyn Library in New York is giving a library card to anyone, regardless of if they live in like Suffolk County or whatever New York City county is in but basically they're saying hey we want you to have access to any knowledge and you can have a free library card through us and canopy is one of the many advantages so i just i love it i love canopy so yeah fabulous what are you hoarding i I, i'm hoarding the costco shrimp cocktail because i just want to make sure that if anyone models their behavior on me which we don't don't yeah don't but uh in case you're like damn that would be good to go and spend nearly 40 dollars on sushi and shrimp cocktail for one meal the costco sushi is not that good the it's like the fish was fine but the rice was kind of weird Mm -hmm. but the shrimp cocktail was good Mm. it's hard to screw that up Mm -hmm. so i just yeah i want to hoard the costco shrimp cocktail what are you throwing out so i'm not going to name them until mid-august however but but my car insurance that i've had for four plus years Oh, you're I'm, not going to name them until you leave them? <laughs> not going to name them until I leave them. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> I've never missed a payment. I've never had a late payment. I've never made a claim. I am ideal. I have just given you money for yeah. four plus years, right? I get a letter that says, hey, how many miles are in your car? I fill it out. I mail it back. I do the thing. It just said, hey, what is this? You know, any updates? I write it down. I mail it back. I then get an, a PDF, an email. That says, you know, months later, hey, we never got that letter back. We're we're not going to renew your policy in September, your six month of policy. And I said, no, no, <laughs> must be a mistake because I absolutely dropped that with proper postage in the mailbox. You received it, and so I call them up and I speak to someone, and they're like, sorry, our, our overrider's decision is permanent or is free. And I'm like, just let me just explain. There was no way to send this information via email back to you. I took my own postage out, mailed it to you. And then you're saying you didn't receive it. That's not how that's not. And they're just icing you out after that one thing. But I, that's the thing I fucking did send it. That's what's driving me nuts. Like if I missed it, I'm like, oh, I fucked up. Okay. But I mailed it. And before the deadline, weeks before the deadline, 
who checks their mail anyways? Who checks their mail? Send me an, an email with a P and I'm like, you can tell me via PDF email, but you didn't give me the option to fill out this magic important form via email. What the fuck? Anyway, now I'm having to get quotes. I've tried, I've spoken to supervisors. I've appeal. I'm like, what can we do? I'm a good customer. I have great insurance coverage for very little. And I'm so mad. Anyway, I've been now having to get car insurance estimates and every website is a, is a scam that sends your information to 15 other websites. It's infuriating. And I remember last time when I was switching car insurance, oh, four plus years ago, I was like, this is a headache. Hope I never have to do this again. Well, I am. And it's a pain in the ass. You could go to just a different broker of the same insurance because like maybe so, so it's, I, an, I it's an app it's like an online thing it's an app and like they're not writing new policies in california an online anymore. thing that expects you to rely to on mail the post service thank you thank you i'm like there's not even a phone i had to search hard for a phone number i've only corresponded through the chat option or an email if i've ever had to send anything you know like ever asked you a question, which I never do, you know, you know, hear from me, sell me insurance. You'll never fucking hear from me. It's infuriating. So I, <laughs> I used to go through mercury before I got married and my husband took over all my bills and doesn't give me any autonomy. Just kidding. I wish, I wish. I know <laughs> me too, but I used to go through an insurance agency. It was a mercury broker in mm -hmm. Silver Lake. Mm -hmm called Sean Paul, Sean Paul Insurance. And the only reason I chose it was, A, I was living in Echo Park at the time when I needed insurance. And B, I didn't see what the big difference was between everybody. So I obviously went with the one that had the name of the famous singer, Sean yeah, Paul. Sean Paul. <laughs> Paul. And uh, I, guess, I guess the music industry wasn't paying, so he got into insurance. Yeah. So I kept that for years until the pandemic when I sold my new car and we became a one car family. So I've taken defensive driver. I'm, a, I'm no ax. I'm so furious. Anyway, I'm sorry. I will name them as soon as I get onto a new insurance carrier. It's just bullshit. It's bullshit. Anyway, I'm so furious. About it. I'm throwing away. What are you throwing away? I am throwing away the amount of full blown old as shit elderly people in our government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is what I believe to be a bipartisan issue. Yep. Mitch McConnell had a little bit of an incident recently where his brain just stopped. And um, I know I just said the words bipartisan, but if you expect me to have sympathy for Mitch McConnell, who is a demon and mm -hmm. one of the made some of the worst policies that is affecting all of us. And the reason I can't care about aliens, I won't. But anyways, he's like 81. And that's why he had that episode because he is a senior citizen. But here's why it's bipartisan. Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat, sh that bitch is almost 90. Weekend at Bernie's. What the actual fuck? And we have Chuck Grassley, who is also nearly 90. He is a Republican in the Senate for the state of Iowa. So that's crazy old. There's, I mean, Joe Biden is a fossil. Donald Trump is only three years younger than Joe Biden. And mm -hmm. 
So that means they're both very, very old. These people are so old. What's crazy is I'm on a website right now trying to find the oldest people in Congress. And like, and I have, I'm looking at a top 10 list. Mitch McConnell isn't even on the top 10 list. The guy whose brain just blew up on national television and had to like walk away being like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like literally like not fine. He's not even on the top 10 list. There's other people that are older than him in Congress. Nancy Pelosi, get out, girl. You're old. You're 83 years old. Go retire. I think that our little hokey joke about the government just being someone walking around with shit in their pants is not too far off from the truth. It's not good. The comedian, Mike Glazer, super, he's hilarious. He's a super nice guy. Uh, His Instagram is Glazer boo hoo hoo. He has a joke and he talks about the invention of the Cobb salad. And he talks about, you know, how it came about, uh, you know, da, 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 da. The Cobb salad was invented in 1937. And Diane Feinstein was born in 1935. And he's like, she's older than the Cobb salad. She should, like, it's okay to like retire people. And just, just watch the way he sets it up. It's really funny. But I was like, we can't have people that are older than salads in our government. <laughs> no, I mean, and look, it's again, it's Democrats and it's Republicans. These people need term limits. We cannot, cannot, cannot keep having mm-hmm people who respectfully will be dead when <laughs> when we're suffering the ma- the biggest consequences of their decisions and this should be a bipartisan issue mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you don't like Nancy Pelosi and her fucking politics she's 83 she's older she's a little bit older than Mitch McConnell i don't like Mitch McConnell and his politics i don't know this we have to put term limits on these people and we have to have a maximum age that you could serve in congress we're literally our generation is suffering from one of the first times in history where each president who gets elected is older than the previous one that mm-hmm. was never a thing until I don't know the past like 10 or 15 20 years and now it's become a thing and again so much respect I guess but like boomers (laughs) if you're not buying our starter homes like buy our starter homes I don't care yeah just please (laughs) like stop get out of politics go lay down go get a hobby go listen to trashy trashy (laughs) on any podcast player or find us at Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, you old bags. Just just retire. Just go sit on a beach and listen to Trashy Trashy and have your grandchildren like talk about TikTok. And you just go, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I just like the, I just like watching Kevin dive. Isn't it nice? He doesn't have any shit in his pants. Isn't it nice? I just like watching him. I just like sitting on the beach and retiring. What do these people have against not working? I can't. I literally, the, the whole, a lot of these, a lot of people in top 10 are Democrats, you guys. Yeah. We're not, it's not a boohoo Republican. It's everyone get the fuck out. It's okay. Go rest. Are you not tired? I'd be tired. I mean, they're able to like work in politics because they don't have like crumpling student debt and all these kinds of things. Maybe I should get into politics. City council, like, you know, city representatives in LA make like 130 grand. And I was like, Really? Yeah, I was just like, I don't know, talk about, like, I call them up and I'm like, hey, that sign's too bright. I'm not kidding. I've called this. (laughs) One of those, like, digital billboards at an intersection close to my house. That's sometimes those signs are too bright. They're too bright. And I 
I called them and I said, Hey, it's too, it's too bright. Here's, here's took some them, stats. Took them like three or four days to call me back. And I was like, for that money, I want to call back the next day. But yeah, I, was, <laughs> I just call them and I'm like that there needs to be a stop sign. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so <laughs> old. Anyway. But you're oh, not too okay. old for Congress. No, no, not too old for Congress. We just want to, again, this has been our three-year anniversary episode. We want to thank you all so much for listening. You've told friends, you've sent in stories, you've messaged us on social media, you've sent us emails. Thank you so much. Genuinely from the bottom of our hearts. We love it. And we love you, baby trash cans. Thank you, baby trash cans. You know the drill. You can find us at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trashy Trashy Pod. Our website is TrashyTrashyPodcast.com. Tell us why you're trash. Send us in a story you'd like to cover or tell us, you know, why we're wrong about something. That's fun too. If you can, please leave a five-star review and tell a friend. It is the number one way for us to have more listeners, to get them information, to get the news, to get the trashy news to the people is by you telling a friend and leaving us a five-star review. Helps us climb in the charts and really just, just get, you know, just spread the word. Be an evangelical trash person. For trashy, yeah. trashy, you know. Yeah. Hey, Cass, what's going on, girl? Stay garbage. I will. Oh, what? <laughs> you stay garbage. Is that what do I say? You say stay Same. trashy. Do I? Does it, Is oh. it say garbage? Oh no. Well, we'll figure it out by episode three hundred and one. Wait, that's no. It's not a three hundredth episode. It's three years. Cut the mics, babe. Three more years. Three more three years. Three more years. Three more years. Hey, Cass, what's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. <laughs>